Welcome to the Humans and Earth podcast. We bring you inspiration and practical resources for healing our planet and ourselves. It's time for soulful contributions that regenerate life on Earth. I'm Shara Arman, a thought leader and teacher who believes we're ready to renew Earth and heal ourselves in the process. You can find our work online at humansandearth.com and on Instagram at schoolhumansearth. I'd love for you to be on our newsletter list and receive our updates on Instagram. Please share our work at the School for Humans and Earth with anyone you think might be interested and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast so that we can include more and more people in the regeneration revolution that I believe is happening on planet Earth. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome back to Humans and Earth. This is Shara Arman, and I'm coming to you today with an episode about the consciousness shifts that are currently occurring, how they are leading us into an era of regeneration for people and planet, how you probably already are participating, and how you can continue to participate. Let's begin, since we continue to live in very fast-paced times for most of us, Let's begin by taking a moment to just be present in our own bodies. See if you can drop your attention from where it may be just in your mind space down into your body and further into the earth, who is our life support system, our life partner, and also our consciousness partner. So, as you are probably aware, people are talking about consciousness shifts, and I want to talk with you today about how you can contribute to the shift. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably already are participating in the consciousness shift that has been going on actually for a few decades, although arguably it is really increasing currently. And I hope that this episode will encourage you to continue to participate, to engage more deeply, and to talk about this with others so that more people can realize what is occurring and feel inspired and encouraged and welcome. What is consciousness? Well, that is a huge question. And for the sake of today's conversation, I'm defining it as the combination of your worldview and values and how this combination influences your understanding of how life functions and how it should function. Consciousness involves your sense of reality and the relationships within it, we could say. Creating a consciousness shift together is important and in fact vital because we cannot create a regenerative way of being on earth if we stay in the consciousness that created our current state of destruction. This is the consciousness 
that says that humans are separate and superior and have a right to take whatever we please from the natural world. This is the consciousness that says some humans are better than others and deserve more privileged lives. This is the consciousness that says that when we feel upset about the world's problems, we simply have to sit in our distress and hope that maybe things will get better eventually while we assume they may not. The consciousness shift I'm discussing today is already well underway. It has been for decades, and it's now poised to flower in ways that have the potential to truly shift how we live on this planet from destructive to regenerative. We already see a consciousness shift towards regeneration occurring in the decades-long conversations about restoring Earth's systems, about permaculture and regenerative and indigenous agriculture, about education occurring in contact with nature, and about the restoration of true rights and equality and social justice for all people, and certainly including women and people of color. We also see consciousness shift for regeneration in many conversations and movements involving natural health practices that are gentler on the human body and planet Earth. Consciousness shift is appearing additionally in the true cost accounting conversation within economics. For true cost accounting is the approach that counts the actual environmental and human costs or harm that occur on the underside of our economy shows that those harms are actually negatively impacting our economy when you do the full calculations and proposes ways to halt those harms and create an economic system that is beneficial for all participants, including the natural world. Some of the other thought leaders contributing to the conversation about consciousness shift include Martha Beck, Michael Bernard Beckwith, Stephen Harding, Mark Beckoff, Robin Wall Kimmerer, Ken Wilbur, David Nickel, Bill Plotkin, Dawson Church, Larry Dossey, Sarah Landon, and Shamini Jain. And some of those people have been guests on this podcast. But what is more important than the people who are overtly talking about consciousness shift are the countless millions who are contributing to it via their perspectives, their life choices, and their interactions with others. And still more important is growing the conversation to include more and more people. One of the many ways to understand what is happening is that humans are coming into our age of spiritual wisdom and maturity. And you can look at Bill Plotkin's work for one approach to that angle. Another way to understand what is happening, and there are many, I'm right now just listing a couple, is that we may be experiencing a merger of age-old indigenous wisdom with modern civilization. It is no doubt going to be a big adventure to work this out. Every human alive has indigenous ancestry, whether you are Native American, Peruvian, Russian, Chinese, Irish, German, wherever you're from. And it appears that probably all indigenous peoples have known the unity and sacredness of all life 
and the need to compassionately care for all members of the life community, including the beings in the natural world who are our life support system. I'm not saying that we're going to have to give up our modern comforts or technologies, but as our human consciousness shifts toward unity and regeneration, it looks like we are going to keep grappling, I think in, in good and restorative ways, with how to re-embrace pre-industrial indigenous human viewpoints of life on earth. So to focus in more closely, I'm going to now talk about three key aspects of consciousness shift and how you can participate. The first one is that we are growing beyond beliefs in hierarchy to embrace the unity and equality of all life. Now, a belief in the unity and equality of all life has existed probably as long as humans have existed, but it has not been our dominant human perspective over the last few centuries or even the last few millennia. Some of the voices, and there are many, some of the voices who have been talking about the unity and equality of all life include Nobel laureate Albert Schweitzer, writing in the early 20th century about reverence for life, Nobel laureate and scientist Wangari Maathai, who wrote about the interrelationship between human well-being and Earth's well-being, and international climate negotiation leaders Christiana Figueres and Tom Rivet Karnak have also written about this in a very practical way in their recent book, The Future We Choose. Similarly, some of the new legal movements that are occurring right now, such as in New Zealand and the US and Bolivia and elsewhere, to include nature in our legal systems by establishing rights for beings such as rivers and forests, are participating in this perspective of the unity and equality of all life. This value has also been building for at least a century with our rights movements for women, children, people of color, differently abled people, animals, people of all sexual orientations, and more. If you're listening to this podcast, you are very likely already participating in this aspect of consciousness shift, this belief in the unity and equality of all life. I encourage you to just hold a more deliberate, alert awareness of the unity and equality of all life for your consciousness contributes to what is occurring in the larger human consciousness. In regard to actions, you can know that anything you do to tend the well-being of another person, a plant, an animal, or an ecosystem is making a contribution. And you may find your daily choices more rewarding and you may feel more connected to the larger life community when you realize how much you already are participating in a consciousness of the unity and equality of all life. The second consciousness shift that I'm talking about today is the belief or the realization that the well-being of individual people and humanity as a whole are intricately intertwined with the well-being of the natural world. Interrelationship is an unavoidable reality on this planet. And once we accept and recognize that again and re-embrace it, we will rather easily 
create an era of regeneration and flourishing for all life. We already know scientifically, and many spiritual perspectives also talk about this, that the other than human organisms with whom we share the planet are truly our life partners. We are related because we were created and we have evolved together. You cannot have healthy people on a sick planet, and that includes both physical and mental health. We have really proven that in the 19th, 20th, and 21st centuries. You cannot have healthy people on a sick planet. A floundering planet also creates floundering people. All organisms on this planet are involved in this life system together. Soil bacteria are crucial for the growth of our food. Trees produce our oxygen. Our gut bacteria allow us to digest nutrients and maintain our immune systems. We are learning more and more now with scientific evidence that when we harm soil or air or water or plants or insects, we seem to always also harm our own health. One example of how this is playing out in current research is our ongoing discoveries that genetically modified crops that were said to improve crop yields not only are not showing higher yields in many instances, but are creating lower profits and higher debt for farmers while these genetically modified crops are harming soil, insects, water, and farmers' health due to the heavy applications of pesticides and herbicides that they require. Genetically modified crops are also creating resistant weeds and insects and may harm human health. This is an example of how a single intervention created from a hierarchical mindset of dominance causes many harms because life is interrelated. There is still a perspective that it is humanity's right to change the genome of another organism. But the evidence that I am seeing in how genetically modified crops are functioning environmentally and socioeconomically appears to be accumulating very strongly against them. Now, on the regenerative side, scientific research in agroecology is now amply upholding what indigenous knowledge has held true for millennia. When you support plants' health with natural fertilizers and pest deterrents, when you disturb soil less often through plowing and keep it securely covered with cover crops, and when you incorporate other regenerative agroecological approaches, the results are very strong crops, healthy, vibrant food supply for people and animals, healthy soil that sequesters carbon and thus reverses climate change, a healthy balance of insects and microbes, human health that is free from chemical assault and receiving excellent nourishment, and clean water and air for all species that rely on them. Regenerative agriculture is one of our best current examples of a perspective or consciousness shift that is creating regeneration. And I'll emphasize once more, we now have piles of research showing that regenerative agriculture has the potential to reverse climate change by drawing down the excess carbon in the atmosphere back into the soil where it belongs. And 
one podcast episode that you can listen to here on Humans of Earth that talks about regenerative agriculture is my interview from this summer with Donega Markegaard, a regenerative rancher. Spiritually, we are seeing globally that injustice or hardship for one group of people also negatively affects the spiritual, emotional, mental, social, and economic well-being of others. We are all in this together. So I encourage you to pause today to ponder how interrelationship is showing up in your life in both beneficial ways to be celebrated and perhaps also in harmful ways that need healing attention. You might pause to extend gratitude to the plants and microorganisms that enable you to exist, that run your digestive and immune system. You also might seek to purchase sustainably or regeneratively grown food to contribute to greater well-being for people and the natural world. Or you may take some action on a social justice issue based on the realization that how other people are faring is very important in and of itself and also important because it affects you. No man is an island, as English poet John Donne wisely said in the 17th century. Another line in his poem is, I am involved in mankind. Donne was far ahead of his time in writing his poem. We are still realizing its resonances as we go deeper and deeper into both our spiritual and our scientific realizations of interconnectedness and unity. The third area I'm going to talk about today is the consciousness shift pointing us to the realization that we create through positive visions of what we desire. We do not create through fear or despair. Two places you can explore this a little bit more are in my two ebooks that are easily found on the Humans and Earth website at humansandearth.com. One ebook is Five Steps to Shift from Eco Anxiety to Eco Optimism, and the other is called A Guide to Informed Optimism. Christiana Figueres and Tom Rivet Karnak's book, The Future We Choose is a very practical version of this idea. And the teachings of people such as Sarah Landon or Jesus in the Nag Hammadi texts are spiritual versions of this concept that we create through positive visions of what we desire, not through fear or despair. Another book that I like on this topic is Karen Lurie's book, Chronic Pleasure. Rob Hopkins' book, From What Is to What If, is another very practical discussion of the need to create, to solve problems, to regenerate our world through positive visions of what we desire, not through fear or despair. In practice, you need a vision of the regeneration you desire to see in your own life, your household, your community, and the larger world. You're certainly welcome to arrange mentoring with me through my website if you need support with this. Reading some of the materials I just mentioned can help, or you can simply step into the space of visioning what you desire rather than staying in the place of fear, despair, or dislike of what is occurring in your own life or the world. Once you have a vision of how you think a thriving world should look, you can start the garden, start composting, 
drive less and walk more, change your work in a regenerative direction, join a local transition or regenerative agriculture or food sovereignty project, or do whatever else you feel guided to do for your own or your households or your communities or the larger world's regeneration. But the vision of what you desire and the willingness to believe it is possible usually need to come first. Know that as you participate in the aspects of consciousness shift that feel wise and welcoming and aligned to you, you contribute to the collective consciousness shift that is leading us into an era of co-creative regeneration for people and planet. Despite the troubles and turmoils we're encountering on planet Earth, it is truly an amazing time to be here. You are needed, you are included, your talents and insights, your skills, your love and your care are needed and you can help to co-create a regenerative shift. Thanks for listening today. I hope you will drop a review or rating of the podcast and join our newsletter list for further updates, resources, and e-courses from us. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Humans and Earth. Please share this episode to broaden engagement in the regeneration our world needs. You'll find social media links in the show notes. To explore our other offerings, visit www.humansandearth.com.